For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. And there will always be a bit of commentary. Otherwise, why get out of bed at 530 in the morning to look at all the crazy cruise and travel news and spread the word. Welcome to all the first time podcast ease. I am the guru of the seas. I am the podcaster. You are the podcast E, and this is the <coughs> official mascot of this Friday morning free-for-all, I guess we can call it. It is a Friday, January 5th, 2024, and the year is just taken off already. This contract is taken off already. Uh, the wife and I are here until February 23rd. We leave in Sydney, Australia. We'll spend a week in Fiji, and then we'll spend eight days on Crystal Serenity. Well, I will dazzle them with my comedy during their world cruise. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that, Tommy. We'll see how that works out for you. It is a Friday, and we are arriving in Punta Arenas, Costa Rica. We were at sea yesterday. Someone said to me this morning, we really didn't need to be at sea yesterday. I don't bother with the whole nautical nonsense. We were floating around. It was very calm. Calm seas again. Hot yesterday. The Irishman that's talking got a little burn up. Between the high, pleasure, high blood pressure and the uh, suntan, I thought they were going to have the doctor waiting for me last night. We did Liars Club. It is the game show where three people are lying and one person is telling the truth. I lied on all four. I fooled a few people. We had a good time with our general manager, Laurence, with our uh, amazing, amazing singer-entertainer, Yanif Sarif. I got the name right, I think. A lady accused asked me yesterday if I was dyslexic because I could not get Yanif Zarif's name right. I would do it the opposite, Zarif Arif. Anyway, and Sandy Kerr is our great old life speaker. A very, very fun show and a busy Friday. Let's get to wet. What am I, uh, what am I, uh, Elmer Fudd now? Let's get to the stories. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Line is adding a new free dining option. We didn't get to it yesterday. When I don't get to all the stories, the one that was missed automatically moves to the top. Uh, Amsterdam, uh, I predicted this. The guru predicted this. Eventually, the politicians would have to step aside and let the business people get involved. They're not going to chop the arrivals, departures at Amsterdam, Amsterdam Airport now. They're backing off on that. Um, stay off the whales. This is a public service plea about some wacko lady. Uh, instead of helping these beached whale, a hump whale. She took the word hump literally, not too literal, but anyway, and also fine French food on Cunard. Food is a big part of luxury cruising, and, you know, the the, the Cunard, like, would, would like to tell you that the Queen Anne and all the queens are uh, luxury. I think they're more upper premium, but we'll talk about the French chef who's Closing his restaurant, kind of, and taking over there. We'll see how that goes. Prayers for our military. Uh, very important. I guess the United States and our allies, 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 
gave their final warning to the uh, IBWJs, the Iranian back whack jobs, and basically said, this is it. You know, there's the great Jackie Mason bit about the fact when two Jewish people are arguing and the one said to the other one, say one more word and I'm going to knock you out. One, just say it. Say one more word. What? We don't know what the word is. They never have a fight because no one said the word because they don't know what the hell the word is. This is very similar. The United Nations, our allies in the United States, have all warned the IBWJs, the Iranian back whack jobs, knock it off. And they did it again. They they uh, they sent an armed, unmanned surface vessel launched from a Houthi, no bluffers, controlled Yemen um, site and got within a couple miles of U.S. Navy and commercial vehicles in the Red Sea before detonating on Thursday. Basically, it's a suicide drone and it, uh, it, it, it popped too soon. I'm not, I'm not going there, guys. You can fill in your own blanks. Um, but they were going to shoot it out anyway. The vice admiral in charge of that fleet, his name is Brad Cooper. Huh? Is that not a movie? A movie star named to be the vice admiral? And he looks like it. Hey, look at this. I know this has nothing to do with the cruise and travel news, except, except for the fact that shipping is going through that part of the Red Sea all the time. And look... The world is nuts. It's crazy right now. It's affecting the cruise industry. There's no doubt in my mind that people are like, look, we'll go to Alaska. We're safe there, right? We'll go to Canada. We'll go there. And if anything goes wrong, the Canadians will be very sorry. Um, we'll go to the Caribbean. We're good there. And we'll throw a little part of Europe. We'll go to England. But other than that, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, um, you know, uh, uh wherever the Houthi people are and down there. Fabian Hens, he's a missile expert and a research fellow at the International Institute for Strategic Studies, said that these USVs are a key part of the Houthi maritime arsenal. This is the Iranian maritime arsenal. They're giving it to the Houthis. Um, it's like a, like a, a 18-year-old kid giving a rock to a 14-year-old kid and saying, go ahead, throw it through the window. I'm not doing it. You do it. Uh, I'll watch you do it, and if you get in trouble, I'll run the other way. So anyway, one more word. If they say, if they shoot one more rocket, what? How many rockets? How many rockets does it take? Happy birthday! Yesterday was the birthday of a very good friend of mine, and I didn't know it. And her husband was remiss; uh, he didn't get it to me in time. So I want to say happy birthday to Linda. Uh, Linda, you shared your birthday yesterday with uh, Don Shula, pretty much. Um, I did ask Linda's favorite song. I thought, you know, I'll make an exception, and I'll be honest with you. I say this time and time again. I do this for fun. I hope you stay with me. If you don't, I wish you well, onward and upward. I'll find enough crazy people like me with nothing to do, and they'll listen, so be it. So we're having two songs today. I've always aspired, wanted to just be a radio DJ since I was five years old. That's all I wanted. There's no money in it now. But uh, this was Linda's uh, favorite song, and I, I refused to have the writer, the author, sing it. He's horrendous, so I chose a guy from Jersey. Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth. Minor fall in the major lift. Everybody, hold hands. What you say when your luggage arrives at the airport? Both bags are here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh? Does it not make you feel warm all over? Hallelujah. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry, ladies. It's just a hot flash. <laughs> what a way to ruin a song. What a way to ruin a song. That's Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. A little snippet. And that, of course, mm-hmm. is the great, the amazing John Bon Jovi. Happy birthday, Linda. Uh, it's also uh, the birthday of a guy who had a hit song that every time they played at the Moose Lodge, the Elks Club, Upstairs and Horizons, uh, at the VFW, every altar cocker old fart and gets up and let's go. Now, move it a little bit. Come on. Get up. You're in your bathrobe? <laughs> Such a professional podcast, isn't it? Uh-huh. And I'm a... All right, no more music. Let's get to some meat and potatoes. Uh, I don't know if this is a story or not, but it's in every trade magazine. It's about Oceana Riviera. I don't have the kiss sound queued up because it's not. I'm just reporting. Oceana Riviera will sail a 59-day voyage from the Mediterranean to Asia by way of Africa. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I have to stay on brand, but this part of Africa... Whoa, okay, you're, you're going to go uh, out of uh, Barcelona, Canary Islands, and then you're going to go to Senegal. Now, I've been to Dakar, Senegal, Africa. It's not Africa as you picture it in your mind, but it's close. Uh, Gambia, Ghana, Ghana, uh, okay. Luckily, I don't see Burundi on here. I'd be flipping out. Burundi's where the president said we should stone gaze. Uh-uh. I will, I will be off-brand if that happens. No Burundi. Uh, they'll overnight in Cape Town. Fine there, Port Elizabeth. Uh, and then we'll, it'll go on to Madagascar, uh, in Tanzania. I don't see Mozambique. And then on to the Maldives, Thailand, and Malaysia. If all of those places are still on your bucket list, and you feel a little lucky. You feel lucky today. I remember being in Namibia, and everybody, it was so hot. Oh, my goodness. And the there are no tour buses. They're old army um, troop carriers, literally, with wooden benches and bald tires. And you climb up under this. Not me. I watched it from the ship. I'm like, seriously? And, and off they go. And all of the men, I've told this story in the past, all of the men went to the LA, L.L. Bean Adventure Store, and they bought their khaki pants and the, the shirt and the backpack with 42 pockets for water and all kinds of things and medical equipment and their pills. And they got off the ship, and they were back within an hour going, my goodness, this is hot. This is stupid. I'll be by the pool if you need me. But if it's on your list, bucket. Just go ahead and book it, book it and bucket. That should be the name of the cruise. Book it and bucket to Africa. This is a good of note, and this is almost off-brand. Internet access will be one of the hot-button items going forward. I'm sorry. People have lives. I'm not talking to retired autocockers worried about how much money they lost in the market. I am talking about attorneys and business people and presidents and, and business owners that the world allows us to stay connected. The cruise industry has to catch up to the world. It's not 30 years ago where you literally went on a cruise and you just disconnected from life. It doesn't happen now. All of the seaborne ships, I pretty much, if I got it right, all of the seaborne ships now have Starlink. They all have it. The last two expedition ships uh, got it. Uh, now on the Seaborne uh, uh, Venture, the Pursuit, on the Sojourn, the Quest, the Encore, and the Ovation, 
all have Starlink complimentary. Complimentary with unlimited minutes powered by Elon Musk, SpaceX, Starlink. I'm predicting... You'll see more stories about this when travel agents or travel planners or whatever you want to call them, they have to field these questions because social media is all over the cruise industry and people put it up on Cruise Critic and TripAdvisor and Viator, whatever it is. I was on the ship and the internet was awful. I was on the ship, it was okay. I was on Seaborne, it was a rocket, rocket speed internet. And then they start looking at prices. Now, look, you're going to pay... A lot more for Seaborne than, let's say, your mainstream lines where you pay for Internet. But if that's the level of cruising you're used to, you know what? If you know you're getting high-speed Internet included, there's no such thing as free. You're paying for it, but you're getting it, and you can still operate it. And look, and moms want to FaceTime, but I'm talking about serious business people, businessmen, businesswomen. They need to be in touch. Every cruise line has to have a meeting about this and bite the bullet. And they have to say, you know what? We have to we have to get with it. We have to get with it. Please do that. Thank you. Um, this is a new one on my... This is an of note. Grasping at songs. Huh? Pretty good. Now you're wondering, what's he going to talk about? Grasping at songs. Well, Royal Caribbean International has become the official partner of the Eurovision Song Contest for 24 and 25. Now, this is not unusual for Royal Caribbean. At one time, Royal Caribbean, they sponsored the Tony Awards which everybody in the industry were laughing at because Broadway shows on the ship are not true Broadway shows, West End shows. They're heavily tracked. There's a lot of back background singing that's been taped. Um, it's not live theater. I'm sorry to burst everybody's bubble, but it's not. So here's Royal Caribbean sponsoring the Tonys, and at one point they actually had a simulcast where part of the Tony Awards were put on the ship. And, of course, everybody that works on the ship's going, why are we sponsoring the Tony Awards? Because, wait, move on, Tom. You might have been off-brand there for a minute. We don't have the big, lavish production shows like they do on the on the Mega Mother, the Sea Godzillas. But they're involved in Eurovision now, but not in a way that it's basically they're going to be advertising Eurovision. And they're combining, what they're trying to say is, well, let me see what it says here. I got to find this quote. It's the whole reason I started with this. What? Okay. Uh, oh, I lost it. I lost it. Oh, my. Oh, whatever. And basically, they said they were Royal Caribbean would be taking music to another level by sponsoring a song contest. I don't know how you, that does. You know, it's. Oh, hold on. I have it, I think. The hell does that mean? That means whatever the hell you want it to mean. Uh, it's music is music. You can take it to another level by having uh, an amazing performer or an amazing orchestra or uh, amazing sound. But sponsoring a song contest doesn't really take music to another level. Mozart took it to another level. You know, your advertising department didn't take it to another level. I know. I'll never work. I don't know. I'm, my wife is asking me uh, on a daily basis, are you trying to get thrown out of this industry? Maybe I am because this guy's... Stuart Chiron is referred to in one of my stories as an expert in the cruise industry. Huh? I've been doing this for 30 years. My eyes have been open the whole time. I am truly that expert. And maybe there's money to be made there. My wife goes, well, where do you find out? <laughs> Let me tell shut up. Anyway, according to Ben Bolden, that's a good name, huh? He's the vice president of Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and other parts, small towns in Switzerland, of Royal Caribbean International and 
Ben Bolden says, as two world-renowned brands that are known for delivering memorable moments, moments to millions across the globe, the combination of Royal Caribbean and Eurovision makes the ultimate partnership that will bring to life the very best of world-class live entertainment and fusion of cultures from all over. Here's the only problem here, Benny. You're not doing anything on, on ship. You're just promoting your advertising. There, you know, it's a huge thing in Europe. Huge, huge. People watch this contest and they're going to advertise it. So they hope by advertising it and giving them more money that people will go, you know what, uh, I'm going to go on Royal Caribbean because they're going to take music to another level. So maybe I will, and I hope they do. Anyway, according to him, it puts the cruise line in prime position. For Look, they're, they're sponsoring soccer teams now. They're, they're involved in automobile racing, some cruise lines. They're doing whatever they can to try to get their message out. And everybody repeat after me, what's the message? Food service itinerary. Food service. Who has the money? Who has the money? That upper level of disposable income that doesn't involve go-karts. Anyway. Of note, I'm not going to get to the stories today. I have so many of notes. The Serenade of the Seas. And I'm not beating up on Royal Caribbean today. I'm not. I really, it's a wonderful cruise line. And they know what they want to be. They know what they're about. 55% of their uh, capacity is in the Caribbean. They are a, a Caribbean cruising fun operation. But they did decide to jump both feet in the water. A little bit cliche there. Um, with a world cruise that goes for 274 days. That's the serenade of the seas. It's now the drama of the seas. Because there is more than one person on there putting everything that happens on TikTok every day. They have more followers than I could hope to dream of in a lifetime by putting up flooded elevators, upside down pineapples. They're getting beat up in social media six ways from Sunday. Because when you're on a 274-day world cruise, the pipes will break. You will hit rough seas. You will have all kind. You'll have medical emergencies. You'll have debark. You know, people taking over. It happens every week in this business. It's a natural occurrence. If you're on a 10-day cruise, somewhere on your ship, somebody's toilet's backed up, partly because they put their kid down the toilet. They couldn't take it anymore. Here, put him, put his head down there. Maybe he'll listen next time. It happens, but it happens every 10 days. You're only out for 10 days. You don't know about it. <laughs> when you're on together for nine friggin' months, every blemish, every pimple, every hemorrhoid is a big deal. But it happens all the time in this business. Now, the Serenade Seas was in South America, which is where I sailed through the hurricane. Not me. The captain did in Norwegian Dream. Well, they got rocked to the point where one lady was saying, I've been on many cruises, because that's always the opening of every story. I've been on many. How many? We don't know. How many is many? And the ship really got it. They were, list, they were fighting a win. The ship was listing to starboard a lot. I mean, bent over a lot. And the water came pouring in and flooded the elevators, knocked them out of service and caused kinds of problems. You're going to get that, people. You're sailing 274 days, and you're going to sail into rough waters. You're going to sail through almost hurricanes. This is what you signed up for, but nobody told you. Now, well, Caribbean will be dealing with this every day because Cruise Hive, the Rat Blog, and all the other social media sites and TikTok, nothing but negative publicity. 274 days, way, way, way too long. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. By the way, I'm not a meteorologist like they have a Royal Caribbean, but I will tell you, I am looking at the very big screen. Now, I'm not kidding when I say large. I don't know. I have like a 40-inch television in Studio 8311. It's a spectacular Chamber of Commerce day. Very calm. Water's very blue. We arrive at 930, so we're just creeping in right now. Uh, very little wind. It is just spectacular. And Costa Rica's in, it's in, you know, it's a typical island kind of a thing. Um, it's nice, um, but it isn't loaded with the infrastructure that you're going to find on Turk and Caicos where they have, or Costa Maya or uh, uh, Dominican Republic where they've built all that man-made destination. Uh, here you are going to be among the people right away. Uh, people that need your money and people that want to sell you something. Uh, it's a different kind of uh, uh, atmosphere here, but we're arriving as we speak. All right. The, I talk about the Cruise Hive. I call it the rat blog, cruisehive.com. They get all the stories uh, that no other publication will really touch, partly because those publications, they really depend on a lot of advertisements from the cruise lines. Rat blog, Cruise Hive, not so much. They're affiliate marketing, um, a lot of pop-ups, but not necessarily the major cruise lines um, because they beat up on them. So that why would they, why would, if you run uh, a cruise line, for instance, if you run Norwegian Cruise Line, why would you advertise on Cruise Hive when the opening uh, sentence is, it's never been the most popular dining choice on board the Norwegian Cruise Line ships and has often been empty. That's how they're describing this diner that's on NCL. That's the opening sentence. <laughs> Would you advertise with them? Probably not. Uh, I'm on the line. Look, the chances of any major cruise line advertising with me are very small unless I have 100,000 downloads a day. Then they'll advertise with their worst enemy. Um, and the way I'm going, I might just be that. Anyway, the choice to make the American diner a complimentary offering instead of a for-free dining experience is one that only makes sense. They have no idea what they're talking about. They don't know why NCL decided to do this, but they decided to do it. And I don't know anything about this because I have not worked for Norwegian Cruise Line since 2003, I believe it was. 20 years ago was the last time I was on an NCL ship, so I know nothing. But they have this diner. It's called, uh, what do they call this? The American Diner. It's what you think it is. And I guess you had to pay either a flat fee or you paid by the egg or by the shell. I don't know. They've decided now it's going to transit transition to a complimentary lunch and dinner at the American Diner. I, I don't know why they made that decision. Do I think it's a good one? Yes, I do. Do I think it's going to cause a problem? Yes, I do. People are going to be going there all the time because it's a sit-down, be-served diner. Come on, honey. I don't want to go up into the trough. And get my tray and line up and get knocked out of the way by some gigantor from Nork. Uh, I'm not doing it. So let's go to the diner. They're going to be on a wait. Would that demographic pay for it normally? No. 
Look, it's upstairs. It's free, right? We're going to eat free. We pay for the cruise. Now the free food is where you can sit down and be served? I'm there in a heartbeat. Anyway, they are going to remove some of their more upscale options, like lobster sliders. You're not getting those for free. Now watch what happens. This is the guru without any facts, any information. Call me Stuart Chiron. You'll eventually see him on a special menu extra charge. We're going to give you everything you want, but if you want the sliders, it's three ninety-five. They'll slide it back in. But in the meantime, you can go there, and they're going to do that on the six, the breakaway, the breakaway plus, and the stowaway. We don't have that yet. I predict someday someone will have a ship called the stowaway. The accommodations won't be very good. All right, the food won't be that good, but the price will be. Oh, or we have that MSC. Um, no, I'm kidding. They might hire me. You never know. Who listens to this? Seriously, is anybody? You're just waiting for me to have the complete total breakdown, like that guy in the Peter Finch or whatever it was in that movie. Anyway, all the ships now. If you're NCL people, the American Diner, known for its classic Americana atmosphere, its red leather booths and reminiscent of a classic diner. No, it's not reminiscent. It looks like one. I saw a picture. It looks just like a classic diner. It's not reminiscent. It's Red Bulls and the same countertop. It's Johnny Rockets. It's Johnny Rockets. They just called the American Diner. And according to this person, it's never been the most popular option on board the ships. Now, that quote should, that statement should come with a quote. According to the vice president of food and beverage and paper towels and paper clips and pencils, um, it's never been. Otherwise, you have no idea what they're talking about. But they put it in print, and people believe it. They'd be like, oh, that must be there. It was in Cruise Island. Anyway, sandwich options, sam- sandwich options will include the battered fish sandwich. That's a bad name. I know what it means. It means it's, you know, fish that's been battered and fried. But it just sounds like somebody beat up on a dolphin. It's not, it's not right, really. Pulled pork sliders, and that's also painful sometimes at lunch. And the world-famous chicken salad sandwich. Now, don't, don't, um, what's the expression? Don't think I'm making fun of that. My wife loves a good chicken salad sandwich, and she's not even Jewish. Hard to believe. Anyway, not everything will be complimentary, though. The milkshakes, uh, food is free, but the milkshakes are $45. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're $7. So. Amsterdam Airport, I can't pronounce it, Schiphol, Schiphol Airport. You know what happened. If you follow the podcast, if you're just joining me and wondering why you're here, because you're going to get information that you can use at dinner tonight. If you're on the ship right now, I've been pimping my podcast, and you listen. You know, by the way, did you know that, that Amsterdam has decided to re- what they were doing? All of the left, left people, I'm not doing there, Ronnie. I told you I wouldn't. All those wackos that think the planet's going to explode next Tuesday, they were forcing the Amsterdam Schiphol Airport to limit the amount of takeoffs and uh, uh, arrivals because of the carbon mess that they're making. Well, that were the politicians and the rabble-rousers and the minority. And I predicted that eventually the business people would get involved. And even the government, when the government got a phone call from the people that give them money to win the election, and what plus... The United States wanted what. What happened is they were they were taking away JetBlue's uh, gates at Schiphol Airport, and what JetBlue wanted the U.S. to do, they wanted to knock down some of the Lufthansa uh, gates. Well, Lufthansa's like, hey, we had nothing to do with this. These are just the wacko politicians, so they backed off on it. The move comes after the Dutch government's plan to reduce annual flights 
that was suspended last November following pressure from the U.S. and the European Union. Uh, the hotly contested plans, uh, and believe me, if you have plans and they're being contested, it has to be hotly. Otherwise, it's not, it, you know, if you put the, the, the warmly, it, it doesn't work, the, to reduce the flights, uh, we're, uh, we're, they were going to take the flights from uh, 500,000 a year to 460,000, uh, a reduction, and a further reduction uh, to 440 by 2025. Now, that would have cost everybody a lot of money and a lot of heartache, including the people that live in Amsterdam. Now, Amsterdam wanted to be a hub. They wanted a, a hub. Well, you started this, and now all of a sudden you're turning to the airlines and going down, and now we've got to put the screws to you after you've set up everything to come through here. Because I don't know how many times I've changed planes in Amsterdam for KLM um, and Lufthansa, but KLM for sure. Anyway, they put it all in the back burner, so to speak. According to the airport, the independent slot coordinator is currently in talks with airlines to assess how the number of flights can be reduced. They're looking to reduce it from 65 an hour, uh, 68 an hour to 63. They want to knock down three arrivals per hour. So obviously if they arrive, they have to take off again. But all of that, having been said probably too many times, the guru predicted this. That's all that matters. That's why I'm the guru of the seas, and I'm better than Stuart Charlotte. He's going to sue me. You know who this guy is? He's all over the place. He's on TV. He's, and now they're referring to him as a cruise expert. How do you get that title? I mean, I didn't get past Tenderfoot and Boy Scouts. How do you get to be an expert in the cruise business? You say you are. That's how you get to do it. Uh, I don't know if I want to go to this story now. It might be boring. Cunard, you know, they have the Queen Anne coming out, and they're making a big deal about it. And they are. They're going to have Shakespeare at sea. They've got lots of cool stuff. Uh, and so they have a, a, a new guy, chef, a uh, very famous Michael Rue. Michael Rue owned uh, La, Gov- La Gavroche, La Gavroche uh, in uh, London. It was uh, his brother and his nephew. And they're going to close it. And now they're going to put four of these La Gavroche on, uh, on the Cunard uh, ships. Now, here at Oceana, we have had a Jacques restaurant on our O ships. That would be Marina Riviera uh, forever. Uh, Jacques Pepin has been a consultant to uh, all of the ships here. Very famous uh, French chef in the United States. Understudied with Julia Child. Has massive amount of uh, coverage in the U.S. Uh, when he comes on board with books, he, he can't, they can't bring enough books. He's kind of retired now. and uh, uh, they, I don't know if he retired or they retired him because on the new ship, they don't have a Jacques. They replaced it with something um, called Ember. Stay on, stay on here, Tom. Stay on brand. So where where Oceana's decided uh, maybe the French food, French restaurant is not the way to go, uh, Cunard is going in the other direction. They've grabbed the number one French chef in London, Michael Rue, and he's going to work together, but he's not doing French food. He's going to be working on Norwegian food. He's going to do a whole series in partnership with the Norwegian Seafood Council. So what do you do? What do you do when you want to have somebody cook Norwegian seafood? You go get the French guy. Come on, people. What the hell? Why doesn't anybody call me? Find the, find the, the, who's the number one chef in Norway? Is there one? I don't know. Find him. Anyway, according to Mr. Michael Rue, the culinary heritage of Norway is a tapestry of flavors. And together with Cunard, I look forward to weaving these elements into an extraordinary dining experience. Now, let, let me be honest with you. I'm, I'm just being bombastic. We have a 
world-class chef, Farid Oudou here. He's French. Most of our executive chefs are French. And they are capable in any style of food. Any style, from you know, from from French uh, to American to uh, Caribbean, uh, Indian, they can do anything. So I'm I'm kind of over the top. But if you're going to make a big deal out of it, if you want to make a big deal out of something, hey, we've got this guy from London. He had the restaurant since twelve years before Christ was born. This was a place to go. This had the food, and we brought him over, and he's going to cook Norwegian food. <laughs> I know. You're wondering, do you program anything? Do you plan anything you're going to say? I do not. And I want to publicly say thanks to one of, one of my listeners, Kathy. I have said Dave Barry is so brilliant. And Kathy raised the point, but is Dave Barry just saying it off the top of his head? No, because he wouldn't make any money. He works hard on his columns, and they're Pulitzer Prize-winning columns. And I am not saying I'm not uh, talented. Well, I guess I am really. I'm just lazy. I do wish we And I have the weekend off. Yeah, get him the hell out of here. Will I'm you leaving. Go? You shut up, too. I'm out of here till Monday. Oh, yeah. Kind of loud there. Work on your volumes there, producer. I'll take the weekend off if you don't mind. Tomorrow we're back at sea again, and then we're in the world-class port of Guatemala. Ah, <laughs> uh, look. I'm on brand here. Anybody that booked this was well aware they'd have a lot of sea days and a lot of Guatemalas. Guatemala and Sonata. (laughs) Well, Puerto Vallarta is pretty nice. And Cabo is really nice. It's all good, children. Don't be ratting me out. Notifying Miami I was saying anything negative about anything. I am am as positive as a COVID test. Uh, I should have hit some buttons. I haven't done anything. Oh, I forgot to do this for my buddy Pete in England. Here's a quarter of someone who cares. That's his favorite drop, and it seems that one of the guests on board here put up a meme. Is that what you call it? I mean, a meme. About the fact that it was pouring rain on one of our sea days. <laughs> You're on the ship at sea. Oh, please. I'm in trouble this cruise. I offended people from North Carolina. I didn't think that was possible. Did you think it was possible to offend people from North Carolina? I did. Hard to believe. Nobody ever complains about what I'm picking on the Irish. I've never had an Italian shoot at me. Never. Not even threaten me. But somehow I upset people from North Carolina. That's not easy to do. Few comedians can do that. I have a special talent. My wife rolls her eyes and just walks to the other side of the room. Married 25 years next year. Is she lucky or what? You have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for the likes, the shares, the support, the emails. You're the best. And you're annoying. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.